Welcome back to the Keen and Late Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with a mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois, and we're back with another edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Pick. Hey, young world. Hey, young world. And that romantic, charming voice right there, and less of a deeper tenor of, yeah. than me right now, as I'm playing Hurt still through this holiday season. Is Wilson Razor Ramon Torres. Hey, hey, Jacob. Always good to see you, my friend. Yeah, we are absent of guests. We are absent of a Scotman, Scotsman. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are absent of everybody because um, this is an episode where we get to do a little bit of uh, self-indulgence. Yes. And talk about ourselves, obviously. Ourselves. Well, yeah. I guess Wilson gets to talk about herself, <laughs> himself, well, this himself, episode, his this, brand. And then, then you brand. know, we're going to turn this microphone off in about 30 minutes and then I'm going to talk about my brand. Yes. But and the focus here today more. is Castle and Key. Yes, the castle has arrived, mm. uh, the, and the key has been handed to me. So that being mm. said, That's today cute. it's a love. It is key. It is key. That's a cute. Oh, sorry. That's In cute. a sarcastic manner. That is kind of cute too, though. Kind of cute. Um, but yeah, today, um, what was really cool is we're sipping on something that's uh, very limited. Mm. Um, in regards to the single barrels that are out there. Um, this was something that when I arrived into Kentucky after signing on with Castle and Key, shout out to John and Griff again and Will Arvin uh, for bringing me on. Um, I was immediately put into the sensory panel to pick this barrel, actually. Oh. Um, and the sensory panel <laughs> consisted of two other individuals, which is, um, shout out to Brett Connors and John Brown. Uh, who head up quality and head up blending for Castle and Key. So I was in a really cool room um, with these two gentlemen. It was very well lit, so don't get your thoughts in a perverted manner. Um, and we Only went Matt through, Brown would do that. <laughs> we went through a couple single barrels, and we came to decide on this one. Now, mind you, I didn't know this was coming to Illinois. You didn't? No. And Did t- they know? They knew. They were setting you up. They kind of said, let's see what this guy got. Let's see what this cat has. So uh, I didn't know it until um, it was picked up um, at Castle and Key and brought to the state of Illinois. So this is a single barrel. um, As mentioned, it's a three and a half year old rye. And again, our rye is 63 rye, uh, 17 corn, and 20 malted barley. Hmm. Aged for three and a half years. Barrel number one. Five, four, six. So if you have that, you'll bingo, and you get a nice prize for me. Keep saying we're handing out prizes on these podcasts, but I'm not aware of this. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to provide anyone who has. I put together a giant gift box already. That's true. Mystery Very box. Big, big mystery Mr. Box. Craig, uh, he won that one. Mr. A good Craig. friend. Mr. Belpedio himself. Belpedio. Yeah. Shout out to Craig. Craig, if yeah. you haven't Shout got out, that, yeah, you know listen. Let this. him know. Let me know when you want me to drop that off because my storage unit is right across the street from your apartment. <laughs> so I'm on a weekly visit there, so I can always drop it off to you quite easily. Yeah, but shout out to him. He's always I, been a very I was good just, friend. Oh, man, I wish my notebook over here, but I was just going through all the brands. There was like 30-plus brands because the guys from Dorado Rock, <clears throat> Shane and Mark, um, thank you so much. You know, the good old guys from the North Carolina Whiskey Hunters out there. Yeah. Uh, they, they have their own importer. I think that's what you call it. Um, company now broker or broker import- yeah they're a broker okay so they hooked us up with a lot of brands including uh, Taconic um, oh wow yeah Penelope 
who else was there? Still Austin and a few other brands. Uncle Nearest with some stickers, hats, bandanas, T-shirts, all this great stuff. The panoramic that you took was endless. <laughs> of that of that gift of that gift pack, it just kept going and going. Yeah, it was cool. It just started off as cleaning out the basement, and I'm like, <laughs> I got some unused hats, a lot of t-shirts. I, I had a few large, a few larger Keen Lake t-shirts, and a few smaller <laughs> Keen Lake t-shirts. So, Craig, I uh, hope you find something in there that fits you. Maybe, maybe you have a maybe you have a friend who's very skinny, or a friend who's very large, and can use one of them too. Or a pet. Or a pet. Yeah, great. Yeah, or a pet. I should, yeah. have kept, I should have kept one of the smalls for the new producer of the podcast. Ah, she would have looked cute in it. She's too busy She's hopping upstairs. She's got the upstairs. coat right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's get back on track with this castle and key in the lake. Yeah, so this is, um, yeah, this was a surprise to me. I thought, I, I mean, I knew we were going through barrel samples because we were in the midst of uh, dumping our next um, lot for the spring release of the rye in 2022, along with a couple other little fun things that are coming aboard and um so to find out later in an email that i was part of this i was like oh okay um awesome uh let's get to selling (laughs) right so how long after from when you left castle and key um from working down at the distillery for a week Mm -hmm. to getting back to chicago did you find out that this was actually a single barrel for the chicago market yeah i didn't find out until it actually hit um, Momentum's warehouse mm. uh, because our brand manager there, Eric Sankas, shout, shout out to, to Heritage. Eric. Yeah, it's with an A. Shout to Heritage. Ooh. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he sent me the uh, the alert. So, hey, the single barrel has arrived, and I we have an understanding that you had a hand in this. I'm like, oh, oh, wow, okay. So it was via email. I did not know this. Quick turnaround. So I'm like, that being said. Um, let's get to selling. <laughs> so, um, the barrel yielded 30 cases, okay. six packs. Um, there was already a program in place for this before its arrival. So if you didn't get some of it, I apologize. Do be, do stay tuned. Um, mm. I am working with, um, momentum and castling key right now to bring a three, one, two made pick to the market. Um, oh. So that is something that I am announcing today on Keena Lake because obviously Jake is like my brother and I wanted to share with him first. So Wow, yeah. that's pretty exciting. So, yeah, so that will be coming hopefully in February. So you're going to call it 312 Made? I'm going to call Are it. Are you th- buying it? Um, so it's the same program <laughs> that we did before. Okay, okay. Um, we're just obviously. So we did Union Horse where yeah, you get a city pick. And get a city pick. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, but you know, not to you know forget about our, our great partnerships that we've had over the years downstate, mm-hmm. um, which is an area that I feel is uh, um, open to this type of experience, and we've done very very well in the past with them. So shout out to those guys, especially those guys at Gateway Whiskey Society down out of St. Louis. Oh yeah, what's you up, know? Matt? Yeah, those cats and uh, Sam out there and Dave, uh, Illinois Dave and Bobby down at uh, Lebanon. You know, fine wine and spirits. Um, so shout out to those guys. Um, so yeah, so it was something that um, Eric is, uh, again, brand manager over at Momentum, and I, he was um, a big, um, I guess you can say, he was a big help in getting the, the, the act, this actual barrel that I'm talking about, uh, bringing it to market in February, hopefully uh, getting this program started when we were in previous brand with when we were with Tenzing Union or some other case. So I brought it to his attention. He was like, hey, 
are you guys open to continuing this program? And he didn't bat an eye. He goes, absolutely. He goes, just tell us when you're ready to do so. So nice. it's going to call it, we're going to call it three Pete. Three Pete. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully it goes by, uh, the TTB will, you know, well, uh, approve it. It's weird how they review things. Uh, three P for the ins- for the reasons of um, it's the third rye that I would bring to market, mm-hmm. third pick, uh, and it's three one two, and it's actually this is my third brand that I've um, that I've represented that we've had some wonderful successes with. So, what about Michael Jordan? Uh, yeah, well, it's always a nod to something Chicago iconic, and who better than the you know the airness himself, right? Because um, Michael is nobody else had anything to do with those championships. No. No one <laughs> fight me. Um, but seriously, I it's I always say I tap my inner Jordan, so shout out to Mike because um Bill went big Bill Wednesday fan over here. Yeah, I am huge, huge Mike. I'm, I'm I don't I'm not you know what I come to think about it, I don't really have anything Jordan, but I just within myself in my mind, mm. ultimate athlete. Ultimate competitor. Personally. You have a Jordan painting around here somewhere? You do have a Jordan painting. Around. I don't know where it is. And I do remember doing something in undergrad that I had him in the middle of it, like in my two-dimensional class. Okay. something with him. I think that's the extent of that. I wore Jordans as a kid. Oh, I still have yet to be able to buy a pair of Jordans. I'm afraid that if I buy one pair, I'll buy more. I could see that. You know? Uh, the most uncomfortable pair of basketball shoes I ever bought were Jordans. <laughs> so much so I played one game in them and then took them back. Like... These are not going to work. Mm. Um, I think I substituted <sighs> them with the AIs. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the AIs. But, Alan um, Iverson is another great ball player. Back right. In the day. Yeah. Wonderful handler. Of the basketball. Of the basketball. Yes. Practice. Yeah. We're talking about practice. No, I like that. I like practice, you bringing man. in the whole sensibility of Chicago with all that, but yeah. also bringing in uh, your personal personal part to mm-hmm. this whole thing with uh, including all the brands in a way a nod to the brands you've worked for in the past mm-hmm. not letting them in the dust obviously um, being appreciative of what you learned from uh, yeah. both Koval and Union Horse absolutely you know it's I mean it, we all start our we all start somewhere um, uh, we all have our story we all have our breakups we all have our makeups mm. you know so but um, I'm a, I'm big on reflection and it, it would I would not be doing where I'm at right. I'm not, I wouldn't be doing right by where I'm at, by those who have supported me, you included, mm. and have been very supportive of the brands that I have represented if I didn't recognize that right. and pay it homage in a sense. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But um, this you, current single barrel, yeah. Do on. you have, do you ever see any of the single barrels that you sold at Koval still out in the market? Do you have, <sighs> is there any left? There's one I think you might have sold, a wheat barrel. To Garfield's, and I wonder if that's you know? if it's still on the shelf. I'd be surprised. Okay, uh, there was one I saw. I'm like, huh. Yeah. If it's on the shelf, I'd be surprised because yeah. that was stellar. Was it? That I was remember. Very good. Um, that was actually my introduction to. Uh, I know it. It, it was a hundred percent wheat whiskey, right? Because that that was what, what was cool about it. Um, just as the rye was 100% rye there and so on and so forth. But um, uh-huh. that was something that really opened the door for me to try weeded bourbon. Okay. Um, I was wondering about that because, was that like 2017, 2018 you sold that? 2018. Okay. 
Oh, sorry, 2017. Oh, really? 2017. Okay, so it wouldn't be that one, no. 2017, wait, no, I started in 2016, left in 2018, so yes, 2018. Okay, so I, thought, I thought it was right before you left. Yeah. You sold that one. I always wonder, too, because obviously the wheat craze was starting to ramp up mm-hmm. then. Um, I mean, it probably yeah. was happening more. I feel like we were so insulated in what we were selling back then and who we worked for versus really understanding the entire market, even though we read, we trade in the trades, yeah. and we obviously talked to a lot of people yeah. and went out to places, but you could still find, I, I feel like you could still find whiskeys now that are weeded and what you considered allocated or um, whatever, whatever term you want to use for, for whiskeys you can't find on the shelf anymore on a regular basis that yeah. you once could leave it at that. But it was also, I thought like a really big introduction for single barrels in general for us. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny thinking back on these podcasts we've recorded over the last couple of weeks, Maker's Mark just started their single barrel program three, four years ago, which yeah. is a, a, a crazy which to think crazy. about. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, they're kind of, I'm sure there was somebody that bought a single barrel. It's kind of like the whole Booker's thing. Like, oh, there's technically never been a single barrel, but it turns out that there was like these, some Indiana stores that had one. Yeah. And supposedly Benny's had one way back in the day too. See, that's, but, that gets crazy. Yeah. But, so, but I'm sure someone has had a Maker single barrel until four years ago, before four years ago. Mm-hmm. But it really just puts into context how short this whole craze has been. <laughs> yeah. I could, you couldn't have put it any better because I agree. When we were working at Koala, we had so many hats. Yeah. We wore so many hats and we were, tr- and uh, the way I, we had to structure our days to get through our list of responsibilities yeah. by Friday or sometimes by lunch that specific day. Yeah. I, I, I failed and I, which is, I feel what really helped me was again, going back to how much I reflect on things. Or the simple act of, act of reflecting on on your mm-hmm. on yourself, you know, on your day or your week or your life or whatever. But that I didn't even think about it that way because you're right. We were just got to get this done, got to get this done, yeah. got to align this, got to get this going, you know, got to get this brand, you know, ahead, got to mm-hmm. get this brand along aligned with just the word Chicago, <laughs> you know. So it was it was one of those things that you're right. I didn't see the importance or the hoop or the or the hop or the right the party behind it all like that wheat blend that phil did i still have a bottle that's i still have an unopened bottle of that i actually i technically have two my my nephew my godson has one as well (laughs) he's three um (laughs) almost four but i gave it to him on his birth actually it was my my gift to him the day the day he was born yeah but to have i think it was 60 40 wheat Toasted wheat barrel, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, s- over six years old and over a four-year-old rye blended together. It, it sold fast then. It was only like 110, was, 120 bottles. Yeah, it was a... Well, because we we only did... That was a 30... Those were in 30s. They're 30s, and they're also just yeah. our special reserve series or whatever we called it. Yeah, distiller series. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was the first time Phil had blended whiskey mm-hmm. together. But you think what that would do now... Like the craze of that, I think it would be pretty now fucking awesome now. And to defend Koval, which I usually don't do, uh, I think a lot of people would believe it's just two year old whiskey. Mm-hmm. But those barrels, those wheat barrels, I watched those things for years yeah. because that was in our other facility, which I helped manage. That's and right, yeah. so I was there three days a week the actual, by myself, just walking around, twiddling my thumbs. The tour center, yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah I remember that. And there, those barrels actually had little leaks in them. Mm-hmm. Which barrels will do, and I would I would taste them. Like I would yeah. just taste them through there. 
we would come and taste those. That. They were kind of were forgotten barrels because they were some of the first <laughs> barrels they laid down with the wheat whiskey. That's true. And they're only in toasted casks. I think they were meant for. I think Three Rangers was supposed to. I, I, John, I'm pretty oh. sure. Dist- I'm pretty sure John distilled it. Oh wow! But I don't know. I'm not saying it was for Three Rangers, but right. I think John was like, I'm kind of keeping an eye on these, and then he ended up, you know, selling through whatever happened with Three sure. Rangers and left uh, left Coval. Um, but those barrels were just around and I just kept remember asking Mike, who's the head distiller there still like, what's up with these barrels? Like how yeah. old are they? And they like, like five years, eight months. And then yeah. you're like, that was like three months ago. And they're like, awesome. They're six years old and they're yeah. six plus years old. And we did this awesome release for it too. And it, I, I, told, I would tell people about them. I mean, we were only selling for like 60 bucks, but yeah. I just imagine now what a distillery, even like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't hear Cobalt talked about too much in the market anymore, but I wonder if like a whiskey acres put that out or just keeping it local in here. If, like sure. a, Bl- if a Blumbros put out a, a, a six and a half year old or six, whatever it was, sure. six plus yeah. year old wheat in a four year old rye blend. Mm-hmm. I personally, again, I, I feel if that was released in this day and time, it would rock the fuck out because yeah. it was delicious then. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, the single barrel wheat and then that blend that, that Phil did. And mind you, as you and back to your point that Phil never blended before or no. anything. He was just a, he was just a distiller, and but it really I feel it spoke to who he was as an individual. Mm-hmm. This is a very very smart young man. Um, had you know put himself through college to get a chemistry degree. He wanted to teach. He wanted. He had so many great ideas for himself, and distilling was kind of his uh, call it therapeutic. Bartender. Um, bartended, yeah, over at Delilah's on Wednesdays. He Jiu-jitsu opened. player. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. I mean, this kid was just a, a an amazing individual. Oh, and a father. And a dad, yeah. I'm telling you, it was just, he's a remarkable guy. And um, so shout out to Phil, wherever you may be, brother. Um, well, I think it's just a nice little reflection back on, you know, what, yeah. what it was that we take yeah. and what's paved our way to, mm-hmm. to where we are now. And now you're sitting with uh, Castle and Key, which we... <laughs> Went into detail about your relationship yeah. with them on a previous podcast. I think yeah. in like the high 150s, maybe. Maybe oh. 160. I'm not really sure. I've lost all track after recording all these <laughs> 12 days of barrel picks. Um, but yeah, Castle and Key, it's mm-hmm. something we've both been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Very something excited. we've been really, really waiting for, obviously, for given and shared reasons. Um, I As soon as I hit the ground running where John... My my uh, boss, I shout out to John uh, Newton, our director of sales. Um, Griff Barron, you know, his right-hand guy. He also covers the Kentucky market for us on the off-prem. Um, bless you. Um, when he said, hey, I'm going to let you loose, man, I hit I hit the streets. I hit the streets fucking hard. Um, uh, because this single barrel that we're tasting today at 100, just under 120 proof at three and a half years old, um, because it was already a program, allocated program already in place by our distributor momentum. Um, I couldn't really do anything about it. So again, let me know if you want some, I'll, I can help you steer you the where to go. Some people, places got three bottles. Some places got a case. Some people got two cases, you know, some places got a bottle. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not because we're trying to make anything special or, I mean, we're trying to be special. You know, where we're just trying to show love. The, our distributor momentum was trying to show love to those who jumped on board with Castle and Key immediately and really showed some support. So they were trying to be as fair as possible to get some bottles in some cases in, in, in those in those accounts' hands. 
that being said, which is why I approached obviously John and Griff and then our, the rest of the folks down in Castle and Key and our distributor, hey, can we do a secondary pick? You know, here's the program. Here's how it worked before. And um, yeah, so hopefully come February, um, that's the plan. Um, but this particular barrel, um, really happy to be a part of it regardless. Uh, again, just under 120 proof. It tastes like a four or five year old, personally, um, which is really fucking crazy. Um, it's got a lot more leg than its age. Um, not as rich as I thought it was that I remember it being because I still have my notes from it. Um, but it does last a little longer than I remember. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be rich. It's almost like a, a granted, my palate's very way off from having a cold, not COVID. People have tested three times. Uh, but. It gets like a sour apple, but like a little bit of caramel in there as well. Yeah. Um, but it has a nice barnyard texture to it. Like I really enjoy that with whiskeys, which I think has come up now with like on two or three of these picks we've done. Mm. Um, we had a couple of rye picks there, uh, but also one of the I think one of the makers actually that was one of the descriptors of it as well from the Alien versus Predator series. <laughs> um, but no, it's a it it does differ from. Yeah. The restoration rye, the um, mm-hmm. non-single barrel, obviously, because you still are calling this restoration rye, correct? It is considered restoration rye, so you'll be able to differentiate what a single barrel is. Now, we'll use two separate labelings. Obviously, our restoration rye, as you just pointed out, is a white label. Our everyday, you know, $40 bottle of rye. Um, and then we have our restoration rye single barrel picks. Now, if it's a black label restoration rye, then that is a state pick or it is um a private a private pick yeah if it's a retail single barrel you know then it will be a gold label oh yeah that way we can differentiate the two retail as in going to multiple retailers correct okay. well retailer as in like uh, for or instance just, if Benny's bought their if own Benny's bought their own it'd be gold, it'd be gold. okay it'd be a gold label um cool. with obviously Benny's written on it and whatnot um, if it's it a will it be pick, more towards the design of the black label? Just invert the black and the gold. Inverted the black and the gold. Oh, cool. Correct. Very Thank cool. You. Yeah. It looks actually really cool. The gold label actually really We have really a black one for those people, which we'll post a picture of, obviously. Yeah. The gold labels are really cool. So those are like for our, our off-prem and then everyone else, you know, they, they'll they get a black label. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I guess that Cedar Ridge one, they'll kind of be a nice little mm-hmm. next to us there. Yeah. So you have your everyday core, then you have your really nice, you know, your single barrel, which, which is a, a same labeling, but just inverted coloring. And then a little extra something, though, too. That's what they do. A little that extra like. something. Yeah. About, so, to di- yeah. about to dive in that double oak after this. So <laughs> Got to record a Iowa Hawkeye video. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. For the good people at Cedar Ridge. For the good people of Iowa. And the good people of Iowa, too. Yeah. As they kick the good people from Kentucky's butts <laughs> on Saturday. So I got to do a uh, a versus. You have to do a uh, a Cedar Ridge versus a Kentucky. There you go, like something Kentucky. I mean, I guess we could do what we have this right in front of us. I mean, you could, <clears throat> you could talk I mean, shit every day. We can talk shit every day. I, I was mean, going to do something bigger and better, something more. Uh, no, no offense to you, but a little more <laughs> meaningful to my heart. Thought I might go pull out there from the Jim Beam collection. Ooh. No bookers, of course, but maybe uh, that would be something. I mean, maybe Jim Beam Black. I think that'd be a good. A little setup there. The Jim Beam Black. That's when you gave oh, me. Oh yeah. Actually, I still like sipping on that alone. Oh I, yeah. I don't like mixing with it. I just oh, love yeah. sipping on that. Definitely. 
It's such a great bottle for that. I don't know if I really have. I know I talked about it on, as you listen to this, you'll have already heard the uh, single barrel, <clears throat> excuse me, 12 days of barrel pick podcast we did with Steve Malloy of Malloy's Finest with the watershed. And I made a comment saying mm-hmm. this would make it the best Manhattan of my life with that pick and I'd stand by it. But I don't really seek out a whiskey to make cocktails with. Like, oh, it's my cocktail whiskey. No, mm-hmm. I have like more of your bottom shelf whiskeys and yeah. ryes that I use for cocktails at home just sure. because it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I guess I would have to agree with you. Yeah, I, I don't feel we go out buying. It's not like I go buy a bottle of Old Granddad for specific like, just like, Oh, I'm gonna buy that to make cock, make old fashions with. Yeah, yeah. Or, Unless that's how you were introduced to that brand, and then you, uh, that's true. I guess you, you know. could do that. I don't, really, I don't know if I've ever had that happen to me. Mm, I think yeah, not whiskey wise. With the JW Dant. Oh, that's how I was introduced to it. I don't know if you heard my conversation with Eric. Yeah. About that JW About Dan- the JW Dance single be, barrel? Go up the street and get it. I know. Glass. I was just like, what? I, I was blown away. You know, and I was, I kind of mentioned it on the podcast. I was like, what? I don't think it got my point completely across because I was very out of it that day. Um, <laughs> I think I recorded three podcasts that day. That's really crazy. Um, a single barrel of that. But I was a little offended by the bartender when I asked him, like, you have a JW dance single barrel. He's like, yeah, I'm like, I've never seen that before. And you think if a guy says yeah. that it would lead open the door of conversation. Sure. Didn't it took a while. Eventually we got there because who knows JW Dant? Right. And if, period. Right. And I think if, I think if anybody really asked you about single barrels at the yeah. bar and it was a busy Sunday, blah, 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 all sure. that stuff going okay. on. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those, yeah, little nuances. And we came around happened. we got, yeah. we were good friends to mention. We got, got a free shot at the end of the day, all nice. that stuff. Of but, the dance. Uh yeah, I think I did. Nice. I think I no. I think it's their house. I think it's an old Forester. Okay. Gotcha. Um, which never turned down. That's not um, bad either. But yeah, it's super strange to see a JW yeah. Dan. I think I think he said it was seven years old. Oh shit! Like it, it tasted a little bit better than just regular Dan. I actually came home and had a glass of Dan just to kind of yeah remind myself, you know. Um, but even that <clears throat> bot, I think that pour was like. Maybe this pour was set. The pour was seven dollars, and it was a four year old. Yeah, it was. It was bottle and bond. Bottle and bond. Yeah, it was bottle and bond. That's right. Yeah. So a seven dollar, but a seven dollar pour of a bottle and bond yeah. single barrel. Oh shit! In Wrigleyville. <laughs> My God, I would have. Yeah, it's it's. it's I mean, to, we can go get a glass. Yeah, minute, we're a fifteen to, minute walk yeah, away. To that point in that podcast with Eric, I was like, it makes it. You're right. It, I mean, what call it antique label. You know, antique bourbon, yeah. you call it, has single barrels. I don't, I've never seen an old crow single barrel. Because, you know, think, yeah, I mean, think about it. Buffalo Trace, yeah, you get a single barrel, but it's it's brought down to the 90 proof that, yeah. they really, like, they bring it to the core. You can pick a single, so does it really make it a single barrel? Right. You know what I'm saying? And Woodford they, does that too, right? Woodford does it as well. Yeah. Does it make it a single barrel? Right. That's what I don't understand, you know, but we buy it. Uh, and we drink the shit out. I don't of know it. if you and I do. But I mean, I don't. But I don't I'm either. just saying. I have a Buffalo Trace single barrel, but I didn't I pay mean, for it. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, the, the ones that I, and, and, and what I have purchased are for bottles and cans. And when they do their their Buffalo Trace, big shout out to bottles and cans, yeah, both at Brook and, um, and in uh, North Center. When they did their Buffalo Trace, you know, picks, yeah, I'll buy it because I want to support. And, Usually there is a slight, a slight. They're different. Difference to yeah. it, you know. And also the price point's still really. And great. the price I mean, point for it is amazing. Yeah, I've never seen know. a single barrel Buffalo no. Trace more like thirty five dollars, thirty six dollars. No, I've, I've not paid more than thirty. Maybe call it thirty bucks, just to be fair. 
you know. Yeah. But that's what that's that's what I don't understand. And back to the point where what you were making earlier in regards to what single barrels when we were dealing with them at mm-hmm. Koval, we didn't really see or we didn't really understand the impact of it. Maybe there wasn't one we, yet, but we were selling single barrels for the consistency of our presence on menus mm. and the beginnings of what is now a craze, right? at least here in this market. I can't speak to the other markets, but at least within this very market, single barrels are like preferred over Happy Meals. I mean, it's just right. ridiculous. And technically everything we sold was a single barrel small batch anyway. Correct. And see, that's another thing. It's a single barrel. So everything, every bottle was right. a from a single barrel. Which that it kind of clean up that terminology because it's, yeah. it's a lot to take in there. There is. What there we is do lot. is we make a batch of whiskey, which is usually about four barrels. Mm-hmm. We bottle, we uh, barrel the whiskey, bottle it, or barrel it forever, how long in time, and mm-hmm. we bottle it. And if the last bottle was only halfway full, we just left it halfway full, and then you started bottling the next barrel. The next bottle. And it has, so it has a batch number on it. Um, mm-hmm. That way, it is a true small batch single barrel process Correct. that way. Right. And then, but it wasn't too proof. And then William would take the bottle home, right. the half bottle home. That, that half bottle. Who read her bottle? You need to. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't leave it's a it gift. behind. No, yeah. no, 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 no child left behind. No child left behind. No soldier left behind. But it is. Uh, it's interesting. Like to kind of put it in context. I remember this is probably in 2016, at, at least 2016, maybe even 2017. Still, we were trading single barrels for advertising. We would give single barrels to companies for advertising. Well, I that actually opened the door for programs that I don't know if they're still um, activations, I should say, that are still alive. But shit, I'd be willing to venture back to see if they are. Right. Because of that very practice. I, I, I personally thought it was crazy then. Yeah. The first time we did it, I'm like, okay. But then I, you know, you start kind of figuring out what's going on in the industry. Yeah. And you realize single barrels are a really cool thing that's happening mm-hmm. right now in the whiskey industry or starting to happen. I just thought it was too yeah. precious to give it away. but I agree. But even like uh, the, the, the most we sold single barrel wise was to Dickas at that time for, oh, their, yeah, for that. their household fashion. And they, were, they would pick barrels two, three at a time, yeah. multiple times a year. And I remember, I don't see this and I don't know how this came about. But it was just because they wanted to have a consistent uh, supply of it instead of having to. I uh, hope they still, man, I need 10 cases. Do you have 10 cases right. in stock? You know, well, Which, we do. Or do we, we can split it five now, five next week. Nah, shit. I want to be able to have mm-hmm. an allotment that I can pull from. Right. That speaks based on market demand, Correct. whereas a small distillery can't always keep mm-hmm. up with market demand. Right. Right, right back then. It, and that was it, right? Because we were so hot. Mm. Koval was 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 the brand. Well, you know? I think you should take a lot of credit for that. But. Well, I appreciate you for saying that, but I mean, it was just something. You know, we were trying. the The objective was to try to align Koval to Chicago. You say Chicago, you got Koval, right? And so on and so forth. So the alignment of being able to be in, in these wonderful spaces and, and partnerships was was imperative. Um, but now, fast forward the six years that we're, as you, you know, to your point, single barrels now is not about that consistency that we were searching for then. Mm. It is now about exclusivity. Yeah, as Tyrus uh, pointed out very well from Jepsons on one of our podcasts. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it's just like no, we want a, you know, there's an exclusive 
we want that exclusivity in a sense. We're like, this is only barrel. Yeah, but every brand is going to treat it differently, which is for us, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, to address that, you know, elephant in the room that I get a lot of messages about since signing out with Castle and Key. Shout out again to everyone who has. And thank you for the love that you guys have all expressed. Yeah, where's my support. love, you assholes? <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, it's, we have to be careful um, in offering single barrels. So when this one came, we knew that, there were going to be some um, um, upset partnerships. There were going to be some upset, you know, relationships. You know, it was going to be a boy-girl type of situation. How many cases? 30. 30, okay. Yeah. So, it's, so we... And and Castle and Key hit the Chicago market with the rye when? July. Okay. Yeah. So, it was like, oof, you know, they're going to have some upset people. But, we didn't experience as much as we thought we would. That's good. You know, so, and I... And I kind of am, how do I say this? Um, I'm kind of happy about it. I'm kind of glad, I should say. Mm. Because now it really allows us to really put into... It sounds like you were conflicted at first. It was, because I, I didn't I didn't feel this was a... I didn't feel this was should come out now. Because we weren't as established as people thought we would. Um I felt that we were playing. I felt that if we brought a single barrel into market first and put more attention on it than our core, then we would lose out on our core. You know, I rather have established the core first, then as a, a reward and you know for a shot of uh, call it energy into the brand, bring a single barrel to market. Uh, but then I had to learn um, that. The way I, f- I think and I would like to approach business in a relational manner, you know, the distributor pr- approaches it with the relationship in mind, but more in a transactional one. Mm. So it was a matter of like, this is a reward for those who really jumped on board, but also for a incentive for others to jump on board to increase right. uh, increase presence mm-hmm. or to bring it on or as a bonus to bring on our core. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things to unpack there. One being single barrels, um, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen now. Right, they're not. But they're still very fervent in the market. They are. And, and, that's, and that's are you are of. you buying something just to have that label on a bottle exactly. with your name on the back of the label to say, look at us, we have a trophy from this distillery, yeah. a single barrel, but it's not a superior product. Mm. Will it bring you back to the core offering? Right. Does it have some resemblance of the core offering Correct. to where like we're super proud of this or are you super proud just to have a bottle, yeah. a label on your back bar? Yeah. And, and then it, it kind of goes into what your distributor is doing mm-hmm. by saying like, look what we can do, look what you can have. Yeah. And does it then dilute the market away or maybe push people away that haven't invested the, the time into Castle and Key yet? But they think, okay, well, is the only way we can get a single barrel is if we buy X amount of cases. Are yep. you polluting the market then to your retailers, taking almost not almost say taking advantage of them, but mm-hmm. you know, dangling that carrot out there, sure, and almost toying with them in yeah. a sense. I mean, it could be misconstrued that way, um, right? Wh- again, right. which is what I. And no, you can't. You're not, you're not a distributor. You can't. Yeah, answer that I'm not a distributor. Yeah. I can't answer that. Yeah. You know, they they brought on this. You know, this is a barrel that they asked for, and they wanted to use it to, again, reward those that jumped on immediately in support of Castle and Key, and entice those that were thinking about it to do either, you know, to do so. Right. Um, 
again, I wasn't part of that decision process. Um, but one thing that coming on board with Castle and Keen that I'm really, really thankful for is that I'm starting to learn how distributors think. I'm starting huh. to learn how they view the market. Is, but you know, that's not just starting now. No, that's not just starting now, but ultimately. Are you seeing a different side of it? As far as, as, far as the decision-making mm. aspect of it. You know, there's a there's a completely different aspect. It's not just me going out there and yeah. and helping them uh, support or close or, you know, or, you know, uh, highlight. It's more about, yeah, you're here to do that, but here's how we, you know, you got to, here's how we do business. How can you help us do that? So I've, I've had to learn, I've had to start learning how to keep that into perspective. Right. Um, and I've, I've never been one to come in and step in toes or, or to say, no, we're not going to do this. This is how we're going to do it or no way. Um, it's more about understanding and asking the whys. And when I asked about the single barrel, that was the answer I was given. It's like, yeah, we're, this is something we wanted just to reward everyone because we didn't, you know, Hey, we had a great year and it was a short year. Right. So we want to kind of like reward them, you know, and at the same time entice them. You know, I get that. I mean, I think it just shows the whole structure of the three tier system sure. right there where brands really, right. once the barrels, the, uh, the bottles leave uh, your, distri- your mm-hmm. distillery, excuse me, goes to the distributor, mm-hmm. then it's out of your control. Yeah, it, it completely is out of my control now. And that's something which is. In... Mafia. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, I was so used to having carte blanche, you know, before that. Yeah. I, hey, here's a program. Let's, let's put it in this play. Let's go. But now there's, uh, here's a program and have X, Y, you know, A through Z as to why we should consider it and and how it will work and why it would work. Yeah. The worst thing is when you meet your distributor reps or people, managers, whatever they are, and you're like, oh, you're good people. You're just like screwed by the system. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else. It's like a, it's like a politician. They go in with great intentions, but then they see it the whole, they see behind the curtain and then realize I can't change a thing. But I think what we're in to, to in defense of momentum, I think what I feel, I feel obliged to mention that I, the transition has been easy on that perspective from, because we've worked with these guys before. You know, right when we were at shout out to Heritage, yeah, shout out to what was Heritage Legacy Brand Spirits. Now, is Mariah you know, still around? I have not seen oh, Mariah. I have not that's heard good. from her, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of these guys and gals I worked with before. We did a lot of great things together, so it was kind of a reunion and, and a positive, you know, I think influx of energy or just a great influx of energy into the brand and to you know the thought and the plan ahead of us. So. Um, I mean, we shit. We 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 had a we had a stellar stellar end of year. So it's right. been it's been good. Everyone's responded and everyone's been welcoming. So I I'm looking forward to twenty two. Good time. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think it's a good place to put it to rest. Then. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Let's drink the rest of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an idea what we can do with Castle and Key. Maybe helping out your independent retailers as well. Um, with a potential union of the keys coming together, together and doing a key in the lake, castle and key barrel pick. And maybe we go through one of your independent retailers that you'd really like to go through and help them out that way with uh, yeah. some case numbers. And uh, we can get out some castle and key to all the, uh, all the good supporters in yeah. the Chicagoland area yeah. of this little podcast. Yeah. Also, yeah. All those who listen globally, 
Globally, we do. We have. Uh, I saw some ticks in Finland, <laughs> the UK go. this week. I love uh, it. I've seen Germany. Um, I know we have three listeners in India. There you go. The Ukraines are holding tight on the wall against Russia right now while listening to the Keen and Lake podcast. God bless you. But yeah, thanks for everyone for the support again. Mm-hmm. I appreciate everyone who has uh, reached out, shout out, whether it be through me or or Sheila. Um, seriously, thank you to everyone. Lots of change in this new in this year. Yeah, lots of change. Probably should recap that sometime. Sometimes we will. Yeah, at some time. Yeah, got to get our bearings first. What's the retail on your single barrel? Uh, the single barrel retail. It depends on your retailer. Um, I want to say anywhere between sixty to seventy. Okay, cool. Yeah, just to give you a kind of keep range. it in market value. Yeah, it keeps yeah. it in market. I mean, again, you know, it's uh, I'm pretty. I'm still really shaking, uh, taking back that a three and a half year old. You know, yielded thirty cases. Right, that's usually something that from a five to six year old barrel does. So, quite the angel share was already out of this guy. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky, land of mystery, land of mystery for sure. Awesome. I think or it's just, those, I think the ghosts are just stealing it from that old Taylor distillery. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. There's some happy ass ghosts. I tell yeah, absolutely. That. Well, listen. Thanks for uh, sharing all that knowledge about Castle and Key once Appreciate again. Um, happy for you. Happy for the transition there. You did well, well, well deserved. Um, Castle and Key is lucky to have you. And you're lucky to have a fucking barber branded coat. <laughs> Very jealous of that jacket. Yeah, shout out to Castle Key for hooking up uh, myself uh, and Sheila actually with some barbers. And um, yeah, I know. Oh, this guy. Yeah. God, dude. I knew, about, I knew about Castle and Key before Wilson did. Next Christmas. Come on. Next Christmas. Come on, boys. All right. Well, for everybody out there, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. Give us a little review if you even wanted to on the platform that you listen to our podcast on because we greatly appreciate that. And we will be back uh, next time, or tomorrow, that is, with a 12 is a barrel pick. Um, don't know what it's going to be because we are running short on barrel pick podcasts because uh, <laughs> this thing called COVID out there has disrupted some recordings. But we will have something out there for you, I am sure. Yeah. Wilson. Actually, you know what? I would like to throw out a little surprise there. What? Let's do this. I am going to gift a single barrel pick of this, a bottle of the single barrel pick, mm. to one one comment. Uh, when Jake posts this this episode, oh. we're going to randomly choose anyone a who comment has made on a the comment Instagram? on the Instagram okay. post. The, the castle, the Keena Lake, the Keena Lake Castle and Key single barrel barrel pick mm-hmm. of the twelve days of Christmas or twelve days of barrel picks. We're going to choose a random uh, commenter, and you will receive a bottle of this Restoration Rye single barrel pick from me. Well, based on the average, you'll be between one to three people so (laughs) so you have wonderful chances wonderful chances well that's very uh generous of you wilson thanks again everybody out there we'll see you tomorrow cheers cheers guys